0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Recorded live.
1: And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gridiron Talk. Coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Uh, check us out on our website at NGSESports.com. we our Facebook page, Twitter handle, and co-host, Simon. And my call host TJ on the line. Say hello.
0: Good evening. I hope uh everybody had a good Fourth of July last weekend. I know here it was very it's very humid, brutally hot. But very good Fourth of July here. How was your fourth of July with your family?
2: It's good. It was good as relaxing.
1: With my daughter to uh, a little carnival festival on the fourth. Oh nice. So it's nice. It's the first time in a while that I had yeah, the actual whole weekend off, so nice to just relax. Yeah. Can't believe it. We're halfway through the year already. Yeah, one more month. Another month and we're at preseason games.
0: I can't believe it. Yeah, three I wanna say three weeks from today. A lot of teams report I know the Bears report the training camp the uh three weeks from today, and I think a lot of teams do that week, so
1: uh oh can't believe it. Getting getting down to the wire here. Good old football action again. Can't stand it anymore. The,
0: uh, once the preseason yeah. starts, we'll be going back to an hour and a half, just to yeah. tell our listeners, um, once we get into the, uh, I'd say the first week of preseason games, we'll be going back for the whole uh, hour and a half type show. Yeah. So
1: it's right around the corner. It is. It is getting excited, man. I swear, I'm just getting an itch. Watch football.
0: Yeah, I know it's such a long off season, but I'm not gonna lie. This off season is actually going by faster than most. I mean, I just think back, the draft didn't feel like the draft was that long ago, and it was already, you know, almost two months
1: ago. So, I mean, time
0: is flying. And yeah, we always wait. say that,
1: though. We always yeah. say that once it gets closer to the season. I mean, at the start of the off season, we we're just dreading it. You know, it's like seven months of nothing really going on. But oh, getting excited, getting that football itch, getting that fantasy football itch, getting pumped. Already preparing for my all my draft. Oh man, this coming of year, exciting fantasy football. A billion-dollar
0: yeah. industry, man. Fantasy football is—it's unbelievable. How big it's become. I mean, I remember when it first started, and you know, it was just—I mean, when it was starting start, start to catch on, and then by the early 2000s, it was starting to pick up, and and forget it by by two by the mid 2000s, everybody was
1: playing it. I know. So nice too. Now, I mean with all the, you know, especially with all the Internet and, and all the applications and websites. I mean, everything is so easy to manage now. I mean, I remember back, first started fancy Fantasy Football, I think it was back in, like, 98, when I first started yep. doing it. I mean, man, we were calculating. I mean, we were literally writing down every stat on paper, calculating the points, yardage, <laughs> you know. It was, like, literally, you know, a, a statistical book that you had to go through to do fantasy football remember, remember the that. magazine they used to sell the fantasy football
0: magazine i mean i'm sure they still sell it but i don't think many people buy it anymore but they had that magazine that everybody depended
1: on so like yeah. rankings and all that yeah 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 there's like pro football
2: <laughs>
1: well, yeah i remember that because there just really wasn't anything out there
0: no no now you can find anything you want on the internet you don't have to buy no magazines now to to rank your players, every there's so many websites dedicated to fantasy football, and and yeah, yeah those I mean, days had, are over.
1: Yeah, I had to go through the sports section to see all the game stats <laughs> to, to, to jot down every player's, you know, yardage, receptions. I mean, it was nuts. But now everything is just right on the tip of your fingers, so oh. very simplified. Yeah, you
2: know,
0: something. But well, you know, a lot of people had good Fourth of July's, but you know. Jason Pierre Paul, boy. Can't believe that whole incident that went down. Him and Wilson, the cornerback the place the yep. to play for the Bucks. Yeah, I gotta jump to my mind. Two uh unfortunate accidents, uh July fourth. Especially, you know, JPP Moore.
1: Uh, yeah, this is a serious a, matter. This is
0: very serious.
1: Well yeah, I mean that he had basically set up to get a long term contract too. And now was a thing, I think it's like sixty million that they had yep. set up. Um, and then the Giants just withdraw that contract, so he's going to be on the franchise tender. Um, yeah, you know, these kind of things just make yourself think, like, why Why would you do something like that? You know what I mean? I don't okay. get it. Well, how about that guy that that died because he set off that mortar, you know, those mortar fireworks on top of his head? What? Why in i i they said he was drunk, but even when you're drunk, you can't be that stupid. I mean, I
0: just can't believe I mean you never want i mean i, I feel bad the guy the guy passed away and, and, right uh, it's just unfortunate but why what were you thinking? what did you think was gonna happen? I mean, with the fireworks are dangerous I mean they're fun to watch, uh you know they're beautiful on the holiday, but they're dangerous, and if you're gonna yeah. use them in that degree, then i mean i I don't know who who would do that. I don't care how drunk I was. I mean, I that would not even cross my mind. Right? No, I, I hear you. I, <laughs> I
1: I just don't understand it. I mean, it's it's just a little mind boggling just to you you hear that story and you're just thinking why? I mean, why uh, doesn't make sense to right? me? I can't imagine ever doing. You know, it's a mean, sad story, but man. I'm sorry, but Marshall just—just just idiocracy right there, you
0: know. Well, I read it tonight though with the whole JPP. Um, it I same, read, it, yeah, he's he going through the hospital. I heard that released the record, and I know Adam Sheffler took. heat. from I want to say James Harrison called out Adam Sheffler for reporting that, you know that he that JPP lost a finger had to have a finger amputated. Um, but yeah, yes, JPP now is going to sue the hospital that released these records. It's just one big mess. At the Giants, I heard they're going to take that
1: contract off the table, right? I was hearing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they already pulled it. They already pulled that contract. And I mean, they're saying that it's not because of the finger issue. I mean, he had to get his right finger, his right index finger, amputated. And then there's mm-hmm. a broken thumb on top. Oops. I mean, The amputated finger isn't really the big issue, it's that broken thumb, because that's going to take, you know, weeks for it to actually properly heal, and they're saying that he might miss even the start of the season. Is that in the same hand, as the finger that was amputated? Yeah, yeah, so the same hand, everything, um, yeah, it's crazy, I don't even, I don't even understand it. I don't understand why you would do something like that. I mean, I know, i know, sure he's just celebrating for the try and all that, but you're a professional player, you know, especially at the I'm time where you're, you know, well, I mean, you, you're a key critical player to the team. You're you're looking for that massive contract. And then you go do something like that. Like, what? Well, you know, you, you could have waited one more week until you sign the contract, at least. If you're gonna be that dumb about it, but Well, I guess
0: he posted on Twitter earlier that night on July 4th, he posted he had a U Haul truck full of fireworks, I guess. They posted a picture. Um, and I saw it and this U Haul truck was full of fireworks. So who knows? Do we know did, was he drinking when this happened to us? I mean something had to be
1: Uh, I don't know. A lot of facts aren't coming out with the story yet. Right. It's a lot of hush hush right now.
0: Yeah. We didn't even know. Yeah, we didn't
1: even know which fingers that he hurt or which hand. But right. I mean, if it's it's his right hand, I'm assuming majority of people are right-handed. That's his dominant hand that I'm assuming he's putting down on the ground or when he has to put it on the ground if he does. Yeah, I don't. know. I don't know what to say about that. You know, he's he's, he's a heck of an athlete. He's a heck of a player, but that's a that's silly, silly mistake he made on his part. So and I, I've been following JPP since he played. Uh, he played here for
0: University of USF, which is in Tampa, before he was drafted by the Giants. So I've really get to see a lot of his career, even when he played college here in Tampa. So. Um, great football player, but I just I just go you know why why this? I mean these guys. I mean same thing, not just with the football players, but same thing with Rory McIlroy. I mean he 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 had to withdraw from the British Opens now because he a soccer incident. I mean, right? You gotta realize, when you're an athlete. You, you
1: gotta.
0: I mean, I know you want to stay conditioned, and you know you want to you want to do stuff, you want to play all the sports, but use your head. Now same thing with Rory McIlroy. I don't know if you've seen he's in a walking boot. Yeah, um, yeah. He had
1: to withdraw from it's the first open, take, so... Well, he's going to take a long time to recover from that. Oh, they said he might miss the PGA, too. So,
0: yeah, so another incident with an athlete are off the field, not using his head.
1: Yeah, especially with the ankle. I mean, for Rory, I mean, if he can't stabilize, you know, his body, there's just there's no way you can play a game of golf. I mean, I grew up playing golf, so I know exactly mm-hmm. what it what it would take for you to way so he can play on a yeah ankle. You know, Did he have ligament he... damage? Because I heard they
0: were going to X-ray. They don't know if it's ligament damage. Have you heard any new news on that?
1: Uh, no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't heard much. I know. I know the possibility that he might have surgery. hmm I think, but I'm not positive on that.
0: Um, the that. British Open starts next week, right? A week from tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: Next Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, well, so he'll be missing that. So, yeah, so these guys didn't use their head. I mean, you know, I mean, just think, you know, especially JPP with all that money, that all. I mean, a lot of money was just taken off the table because of this. And, oh, it's just, but one incident, one um. Uh, thing I, I want to bring up from earlier, uh, Ken the Snake Stabler passing away tonight, one of the more underrated quarterbacks in NFL history, Uh Really sad circumstance, you know, passing away today. Uh great quarterback, yeah. went won a Super Bowl with the Raiders, went to five street AFC title games. Um kind of more more of an underrated quarterback. I mean you think about the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, is definitely up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean you don't you know, I mean, he's you know, it's such a kind of before our time kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Um but well, yeah, I I mean I I don't know his whole I didn't really look into his whole career stats and everything like that, but Super Bowl champion, you know, you gotta give it up to him. Um prayers, condolences, go out to his family, friends.
2: Um, but
1: very very underrated as
2: you said.
1: Alright. Um moving on here. I saw this I don't know if you saw the NFL Top 100.
0: Did you see this at all? Yeah. One thing, real quick, Arnie, Arnie Stapleton's trying to get through. What's our number again? Seven two four. 724... Um, is right. it four 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 seven four four four? Yep, seven two four 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 seven four four four. Yep. Okay, we got. Let me just text this to Arnie real quick. We're gonna have Arnie Stapleton on here tonight, and then I'll answer your question.
1: Uh, well, I was gonna say. Um, while we get Arnie, while we wait for Arnie to get on the line here, and, and for all you listeners, Arnie's been on our show before. He's a full football writer, a beat writer for the Associated Press out in Denver, Colorado, um, primarily following, following the Denver Broncos out there. Um, but I was going to say, TJ, I don't know if you saw the, the top 100 on NFL.com, but they had Demarco Murray ranked as the best running back. Ooh, I did see that.
0: i uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you short. But yeah, already Staples. We'll be calling in a few. But I did see um, uh, Demarco Murray wasn't number one. Uh, I don't know if I well, agree he, with that. I mean, he's, he's, he's ranked number
1: four overall. Top, yeah, that's top high. Four overall, but he was the he's the highest rated running back in the you know in the rating, which is. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from him from being, you know, the, the rushing, you know, taking the rushing title last year. But there's no way in, in in heck that he's the best running back. No way, right now. No, he's definitely. Would you say top five? I, I, it's top, I'm not going to put him in top five. Wow. I mean, this is here's the thing, though, because DeMarco Murray, yeah, a, a leading rusher last year. But that was just one season. I mean, this was the first time that he played all 16 games last year. So um, I don't know. I don't agree with it. But we can get back onto that subject. Uh, we do have Arnie Stapleton on the line. Um, and then, like I said, again, Arnie Stapleton, he's a hes a pro football writer with the Associated Press Out in Denver, Colorado. Um, Arnie, are you there? I'm here. Good evening, right. Arnie. Good evening. I uh, just want to thank you, Arnie, for uh, coming on our show again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: Um, I guess first question I want to talk to you I mean, about, Denver Broncos here uh, with Peyton Manning. I mean, I know just want to talk about how his progress is coming out with uh, Gary Kubiak and his whole new offensive scheme, um, as well as I, I think the biggest question for your, for the Broncos right now is it's got to be that offensive line. Um, so maybe you can kind of weigh us in on on, on how that's taking place.
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, first off, um, uh, physically Peyton it looks great. Uh, I know last year he kind of faltered toward the end with the quad, and he and he everybody's kind of questioning if he was done. Um, you know, R- Luke Richardson, the uh, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he says that Peyton is uh, as strong as he's ever been since he joined the Broncos from Indianapolis, uh, you know, three years ago. Um, he's, he's breaking all of his personal bests. Um, he's actually in the mini camps and in the OTAs and, tra- uh, you know, all this uh, off-season training, uh, was actually doing some rollouts and, and the movable pockets and all that, and he looked really good. Uh, and, again, like you said, the biggest question is that offensive line. Um, and that is the biggest question mark heading into camp. Uh, not very much has been solved in the offseason, other than to say that I think the, the, um, it's obvious that they're trying to get a young offensive line in there. Um, it was a sad thing to see Ryan Clady go down, um, you know, with the torn ACL. Having said that, you know, Tyson Umbrello, uh the third-round pick, a lot of people thought he was a little bit of a reach uh, as early as they picked him. But, you know, he's going to get first crack at left tackle, Uh, Ben Garland, who hasn't started a game since 2008 at Air Force, on the defensive line is the left guard. It looks like Matt Paradis might uh, actually win the center job. Uh, uh, Max Garcia maybe even, if not him. Uh, I don't think it will be Geno Gretkowski, uh, but if he does win it, he's another young guy. you got Big Lou uh, Vazquez uh, back at his natural position at right guard. Uh, And then, uh, you know, Chris Clark right now is, is at right tackle. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I think it'll be Michael Schofield that that wins that job. The younger, the better, as far as the Broncos are concerned. Um, And it's not so much that those are the five best guys. It's that those would be the five best guys to make up the best offensive line for Gary Kubiak's uh, purposes, you know. So it's not that that those are the five best linemen. That would be the best line. And so if that works out all the better for, for Peyton, and so we'll see, you know, in the next
0: six weeks if that if that pans out. All uh CJ here. I just wanted to ask you, there was reports surf, uh, surfacing out there a couple of weeks ago saying that Denver might have dangled Peyton Manning out there, possibly to the Houston Texans, as trade bait. You being in Denver, how, how true are these rumors? Do you believe that these rumors had some, you know, is, is there rea- reality to these rumors, or do you think, it's just being blown out of proportion with this whole Peyton Manning situation, him being in a new offense with Kubiak. I mean, do you think these rumors were true?
2: No, they're absolutely false. I can tell you that right away. I've talked to John Elway, who assures me they're absolutely false. Now, this is the only thing I can say is that, you know, earlier on in the season, Houston didn't know who their quarterback was going to be. I can see – now, I'm not telling you this happened, but I could see them picking up the phone and saying, hey, look, you know, is Peyton at all available? And Elway's saying no. Now, technically, Elway, in that scenario, just had a conversation, trade talks with Peyton, right? I mean, technically. Now, obviously, he didn't, but technically, he did. I could see that as having happened, but I'm not even saying that that happened. But if there was anything to it, that's the extent of it. I've been told by John Elway himself that there's nothing to it at all, and, you know, it it popped up in in a podcast in May. It popped up on this report you know, a few weeks ago. Um, absolutely untrue. There's nothing to it. There's it's had legs. Um but no. I mean these kinds of things happen where you, you call up and you say, hey, is there any any chance, you know, Troy Aikman's available? No, there's no any chance uh uh Joe Montana's available? No. Well technically I had trade talks about Joe Montana, right? Technically you have, but no, no, you really haven't. So that's that's the extent of it. If if there was anything to it, that's what it was. So I would go as far as to say,
1: no, there was nothing to it at all. Hmm. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, zero rumors about the whole Peyton Manning trade. Um, Arnie, I want to talk to you about, about how Gary Kubiak is shaping up on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you guys drafted Shane Ray. Um, some, some. I mean, he was kind of a questionable pick technically where he went for the Broncos there. Uh, how is he going to gel this defense? Would would it be planning to have Demarcus Square as well as Vaughn Miller and Shane Ray all, all at the same time, or is it going to be kind of sub in here and there? I mean, you also got Danny Trevathan coming back as well. Um, so I mean, if you can weigh in on on the whole defensive side aspect there.
2: Well, there's going to be there's going to be um, you know I, th- I think Demarcus Ware showed toward the end of last season that he's really on his last legs. Um, You know, so it's obvious that, you know, the future is going to be Von Miller and and Shane Ray. But for this one year, they're going to use the the three of those, you know, it's kind of a three-pronged terror attack as much as they can. And, you know, in in that situation, they'll move Von Miller inside, and and I think that he'll do really well inside. I mean, he did really well in that role um, in the Pro Bowl, and I think that that'll be good for Von Miller in particular. And I think we're going to see a little bit more than you might expect of that, particularly if Danny Trevathan doesn't come back as quick or as strong as hoped. Um, you know, the whole point on the 3-4 is how are those middle linebackers going to do? That's the fulcrum of the defense in Wade Phillips' 3-4. And right now you're talking about Danny Trevathan has a cadaver kneecap. Um, he's got somebody else's knee in him because, he, he, you know, he messed that up three times last year. And then you've got Brandon Marshall who um, very late in the off-season. Uh, you know, had the, the two screws put into his um, foot because he had the Liz Frank injury, it's something he should have had surgery, you know, four or six weeks earlier so that he could get that hardware taken out of his foot before the season started. Now he's going to have to play the entire season with those screws in his in his foot. So you've got two middle uh, linebackers that, who have been the leading tacklers the last two seasons in Denver who, uh, one has, you know, uh, a cadaver kneecap, and the other one's got, you know, hardware in his foot. And being that that's the case, I think we're going to see some creative situations with Wade Phillips where he's going to put those three guys on the field together a lot and try to get as much usage out of those creative defenses as he can.
0: I Arnie Stapleton. Arnie, I want to talk about the old regime, John Fox, Adam Gase, going to Chicago, um, me being a All Bears right. fan. What can we – us Bears fans, what can we expect from this this regime? And that's my first part of the question. The second part is going to be: Can Fox and and Gates can they fit uh, can they fix Cutler? I mean, we've seen so many times Mark Tressman came to Chicago; they thought he could fix Cutler, he couldn't. Uh, do you th- do you think they can fix him? And do you think John Fox can? Do you know, how much patience is he going to have with Cutler? Because we've seen a lot of you know coaches been afraid to, to bench Cutler. We saw Tressman do it for one game last year. I mean it's is Fox going to be one to, you know, pull color right away if we start seeing the the Jay color that loves the throw interceptions that, you know, that does the pouting look on the sideline? I mean, what can we expect from this regime in Chicago?
2: Yeah, that's a, good, that's a really good question. I'll say this. Um, you know, I think that he'll get as much as he can out of him, but that's not to say that he's going to push him further than anybody else has been able to. I mean, look, those, the, the point of fact is, uh, John Fox was the right man at the right time for the job in Denver, but really in the playoffs he came up short uh, three years in a row. Even though they got to the to the Super Bowl one year, they they failed miserably in the playoffs, um, and he really didn't have the team ready uh, in those three years in the playoffs uh, for various reasons. And um, I think you know Adam Gase will do well with with Cutler. I, I do think that. Um, but I think the, the thing to keep an eye on is uh, the, the rest of the staff. I think Dave Magizu, uh was part of the unraveling in, in Denver. Uh, I mean, he was teaching techniques that worked 10 and 15 years ago in the NFL, did not work in 2014, 2015, 2013 in Denver. And uh, if you look early on last year, 51% of the time the running backs were hit be- behind the line of scrimmage and they were getting zero yards or negative yardage um, and, and that was a direct result of the techniques that they were being taught by Dave Magazu, and he's now the offensive line coach in Chicago, and then Jay Rogers, who's a quarterback in his background, was a defensive line coach, and the defensive line in Denver last year, another group that unraveled uh, toward the, uh, the playoff night. you got to remember, Denver had the most talented team uh, last year, and, and going into maybe week eight, week nine, had the most talented team and then uh, unraveled and failed miserably. And the offensive and defensive line, the trenches, where you need to be strong um, is where the problems were. Um, and and John took those guys with him. Um, so I think you need to look there. I, I think, I think uh, Jay Cutler, uh, you know, Adam Gase, um, uh, John Fox, I think they'll do good at those key positions. But uh, in the trenches, that's the question. And they don't even have the talent. Uh, maybe they do have the talent, uh, but I, I don't know that they have the talent that they had in, in Denver. Um, and that, that's the thing to keep an eye on. It you know, are those guys going to be any different? They were they were obdurate here in Denver that they were not going to change. They didn't, and that was their undoing. That was really their undoing. They had a great uh, talent. Uh, John Elway gave them everything that they wanted. Um, Thirty-eight million dollar indoor facility. He gave him a a gourmet chef and nine other chefs, so they had the nutrition, uh, all the -the state-of-the-art, everything. And then he went out and got him the wish list on defense. He got him DeMarcus Ware and Aqib Talib and T.J. Ward and uh, Emmanuel Sanders on offense, everything they wanted. And now all of a sudden it was on John Fox's shoulders to get it done, and he couldn't get it done. So, um, you know, it's funny how coaches always want the moon, and when they get the moon, now it's okay. Now it's on you to get the... You know, the ring's on your finger, and, and John didn't get it done. So, can you get it done in Chicago? It's going to be difficult. Was that the primary
1: reason that Elway that and, and the John Fox split, was just because he just couldn't basically put up after after stacking pretty much the whole roster up and down on paper? Um, was that primarily the reason that, that they just – that Elway was kind of basically fed up?
2: I think I – think The crux of it was that. uh, You look at it and it was a little bit of a country club atmosphere that seeped into the locker room. Um, Some some groups, I'm talking about the offensive line, uh, a little bit of the defensive line, uh, there was a country club atmosphere. Um, For instance, the running backs had to earn their keep in their jobs, their starting jobs week after week after week, Um, not until Mark Slareth from ESPN criticized, severely criticized the offensive line what was it, like maybe midway through the season, week 10 or something like that, did I ever see the offensive line studying their iPads during the locker room access time when the media was allowed in? That's not to say that they didn't, but everybody else I saw, all the other position groups I would see studying, and I knew that those guys had to earn their keep every week. The offensive line didn't. The defensive line, they would go out there and they would, take, uh, they, they, would they would. ask for the uh, website guys for the team to take their pictures um, hey, take a picture You you know, goofing around. With both Bill Kolar, the defensive line coach in Denver now under Gary Kubiak, I don't think that any of the defensive linemen would dare think of trying to do that because they would be chewed out. I mean, it's an entirely different atmosphere. Uh, I remember seeing some of the guys doing walkthroughs uh, on the defensive line, literally, literally looking at their cell phones, um, doing this. You know, I'm just talking about doing their um, – walkthroughs on uh, position walkthroughs on let's say a Friday morning when they were just doing walkthroughs indoors just going through some things not there the, the team walkthrough, through but their position stuff looking at their iPhones I, I mean it, it was crazy that uh, so there was kind of a country club atmosphere in certain groups um, maybe that's not going to happen in Chicago because uh, hey it didn't work in Denver let's uh, tighten the screws and, and and get a fresh start in Chicago uh, I would hope that that's the case uh, for John and and uh, his coach's sake, so um, but we'll see. That, that certainly is, uh, I think, uh, a reason that John Elway and John Fox came to what they called an amicable split. Okay. Um,
1: just a to touch, touch. on the Demaryius Thomas uh, subject here. Obviously, he's looking for a huge contract. Um, you know, I think he's got just less than a week even to, to sign his franchise tender. Um, how likely is it that he's? That they're going to give him a contract before that happens, or, or do you think he'll just play for the one-year tender?
2: Well, he has said that he'll play for the one-year tender if he has to. I think it's completely up to John Elway. I mean, John's been upset that, you know, that uh, Demarius didn't come in and just practice with the team and get used to the new offense with Peyton and
1: Gary and and, and all
2: uh, and uh, you know Rico and all these guys. Um, But the bottom line is, hey, if you want him in, you know, sign him. The guy has done everything uh, to deserve the contract. I mean, you know, he's put up numbers that are incredible, um, you know, second only to to Megatron, and and in in a lot of ways not even second to Megatron. But, you know, you put the the three best guys as far as big guys in in the league, you know, Dez, Megatron, and and DT, and they all stack up with each other. You know, some of them are better in, in touchdowns, some of them are better in yards. Some of them are better in catches, but but none of them are head and shoulders above I- any of the others, um, so he deserves a big contract. Uh, the, the question becomes, how much do we get guaranteed up front? And the problem for John Elway is he just asked Peyton Manning to take a $4 million haircut, so if you're Todd France, the agent for Demaryius Thomas, you're saying, wait a second, I'm going to get as much up front as I can get guaranteed money because You know, if you can ask Peyton Manning to take a haircut, then you know it doesn't matter who you are. the The back end of that contract isn't worth the money. It's the paper it's printed on, right? So uh, that that complicated things for John Elway. So it's it's completely up to John Elway. You know, what? How are you going to structure it to get him in? I personally think it'll get done. I don't think that they want to head into uh, next year having to face uh, you know the same situation with DT and Von Miller. So you got to get DP done now. Plus, you know, you can't say that you, uh, you know, you're the Denver Broncos and you take care of your guys and then not take care of Demaryius Thomas. He's done absolutely nothing to deserve uh, not getting paid. I mean, he's performed. He's been an outstanding guy. Uh, he's done nothing but but been perfect in the locker room for you. So you got to take care of him. I think it will get done.
0: Well, uh, one receiver. Speaking of wide receivers, you you
2: cover the Denver Broncos, Wes
0: Welker without a team right now. He's had serious concussion problems the last few years. Hasn't really been the same player he was in New England since he went to the Broncos. Uh, Do you see him playing again, and do you see a team taking a chance on Wes Welker?
2: You know, I saw such a decline in his um, performance last year. I really don't see it. You know, um, two years ago, he he had tremendous uh, production. You really didn't see that last year, so I know he wants to play. I just don't see Anybody uh, willing? I, I, maybe somebody will hit some injury situations and say, "Hey, you know, let's give this guy a chance. He certainly has a resume." But um, it also it was pretty apparent that uh, you know that he's he's had his head knocked around, banged up pretty good uh, a few too many times. But uh, even if he hadn't, I, I think he's just run his course. He's had a hell of a career, uh, and maybe he should you know look at uh, at doing something else and maybe counting the, the, the zeros in his bank account and,
1: and right. going on and
2: doing something else with his life. Uh, I mean, he's had a he's had a heck of a run here. And, and uh, yeah, I know he wants to keep playing forever. But, you know, the age catches up to everybody. It's undefeated. Do
0: you think Chicago could take a chance on him? I mean, he knows that Adam Gay's offense. I mean, they are – after uh, um, Alshon and, and Kevin White, the rookie, they're a little thin at wide receiver. I mean,
2: yeah, I, mean I know yeah, they're trying to be uh,
0: royal, but, I mean, that could be a Fit for him, if like you said later on when you get to the end of training camp, do you think Chicago would
2: be a fit for Welker? I certainly think if if he if he is going to play somewhere, I would put Chicago up there in the top two or three uh, opportunities for sure. Um, and you're right with Goose; you know he's he knows that system uh, like the back of his hand. So if he's going to play anywhere, my money would be on the Bears.
1: Alrighty, one last question before we let you go here. Um, I'm a huge fantasy football junkie. Uh, everybody knows this, but a couple questions. One, is C.J. Anderson the real deal? I mean, can he really put up a, a, a monster stat line like he did in the second half? Um, and two, what is, what is kind of the, the um, I guess, the effects of moving Emmanuel Sanders into the slot and then having Cody Lambert on the outside opposite of Demarius the, the Thomas?
2: Okay, I'll answer the second question first. I think Cody, um, part of the reason that Cody was not productive last year was Goose. You know, Adam Gase didn't trust him, and and neither did Peyton. Um, But it wasn't entirely his fault. It wasn't entirely Cody's fault. Uh, They didn't trust him, but they should have trusted him. He could have helped them inside the 20, especially inside the 5 or the 10. You know, when you talk about 50-50 balls, it's 100 nothing. He catches everything. Um, and they could have they could have dumbed it down. I hate to use that word, but they could have dumbed it down and run some stuff for him. Um, and he's really capitalized on uh, Demarius not being there. Uh, Peyton has spoken uh, really highly of him. Uh, uh, Rico has spoken highly of him. Peyton, everybody loves him. I think uh, I think he'll he'll do fantastic there, and and what it does with the rest of the offense, particularly Emmanuel, it, it'll be great. Uh, the other thing with uh, CJ. As much as I, I think Monte has had a fantastic offseason, Monte's going to be a surprise. I think it's one A and, and one and one A as far as the running backs go. But I still think that um, uh, you know the CJ is one. Uh, you know and he deserves to be one. Uh, I, I always go back to I talked to Terrell Davis in the offseason. He said, "Look, the guy's a bowling ball, and you can't teach that. The guy has this uncanny ability to stay up. You, you can knock him." And and you know he'll fall forward seven yards and and somehow fingertips uh, ankle however he stays up and then he regains his balance and and keeps going so I think he can put up uh, fantastic numbers like you know he put up Pro Bowl numbers in, in half of a season last year I think he can do yeah. that again so yeah I think he's a real deal I, I but what I will say is that Monte Ball is probably going to show that last year was an aberration he had the Appendectomy, which led to uh, a weakening of the core, which led to the torn groin that ruined the season, so I think he'll come back and then make a push which which will probably only make c j better, so the two of them will be good i think
1: okay theron was all a pure handcuff, though right it's, it's, there's no more Ronnie hillman really involved
2: i think i think R- ronnie's still you know he's still in the mix too and You got to remember he was he was playing ahead of uh, you know ahead of CJ until he got hurt with the Liz Frank injury. So yeah, I mean he's he's never been able to hold on to that job. Uh, But yeah, he's still he's certainly in the mix too. I just don't think that he's uh, ahead of those two at this point.
0: All right, real Uh, quick, um, you guys have a new coach, Gary Kubiak. Um, Peyton Manning, as we know, uh, fought through injuries the end of last year, especially in that playoff game against Indy. Do you think if Denver doesn't get to the Super Bowl this year. Do you think the window does close after this season? Do you think this is their last legit chance for a Super Bowl for a little while?
2: Well, I think if Peyton stays healthy and, and has a good, uh, a good season, I think he comes back for another year. I think that if he, if he cannot stay healthy, that this will be his last hurrah. But if he stays healthy, he, you know, let's say they win 10 games and maybe a, a one game in the playoffs, I see him coming back for his another year and fulfilling his contract like he said he would. So uh, I think it all depends on his health. If he can if he can stay healthy, I think we see him, uh, you know, this time next year talking uh, the same thing, you know, hey, is this it? All
1: right, folks, there you have it. That's Arnie Stableton for you guys. Um, Arnie, just want to thank you again. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, we appreciate your time.
2: Yeah, hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you.
0: We'll talk to you. We'll definitely get you on again towards the end, start of the season.
2: Great. Take care.
1: All right. Thank you, Arnie. Arnie. There you go. There you go, Arnie. Arnie Stapleton, folks. Uh, Always very insightful. Um, Yeah,
0: very, very insightful. Very great writer and knows his stuff, really does. And for you Bronco fans listening tonight, he's a man. You want to know anything about the Broncos? That's the man to go to.
1: Yeah, definitely check them out. Man, he didn't give me a definite answer though. I was hoping he's just gonna say, Yeah, CJ Anderson has has the, <laughs> has the whole, you know, got the lock. Got the that special, you know, key on it. He he we were talking so. about those rumors about was Peyton Manning
0: gonna get traded and all that and he uh he says no, they are definitely false. So I kinda figured yeah. we talked about that and and um and it was good to talk about him knowing the Broncos because, like we said, me and being a Bears fan, the new regime is, I mean, the old regime in Denver is in Chicago. So, you know, um, I get me a little worried, though, when he said John Fox kind of had a country club atmosphere towards the end of the season. We just dealt with that with Trustman. I don't want to <laughs> do that again. I I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Red flags were kind of. <laughs> when I heard they, that. Yeah, yeah.
2: They got i That's not a wonder. I'm not a to admit the
0: Bears shouldn't have fired Lovie Smith. You know, as Met. As much as Lovey at times kinda you know, never gave the facts and all that, they were always a they they were always a you know, uh, a a competitive team under Lovey. You know what I'm saying? They weren't you don't have five eleven seasons. There was always like nine and seven, ten and six, but they were always competitive in every game, you know, and they took it for granted
1: Fire and Lovey. I always think about that, you know? He you know Well you (laughs) can see that too in the games. I mean you know, watching watching those seasons under Lovey Smith. I mean, especially when you guys had, you know, just that core defense that just dominated games for you. I mean, they never put on the man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can just see that. I mean, they they always had that uh, that competitiveness. That they just wanted to play. You know, but last season it was sometimes you just saw some lackadaisical aspects of, of from players. You know, and I mean. Oh, they quit I, last year. I mean, there's no doubt I. about J. it. Cutler. You know i mean, and I think, every, time I, every every time I saw Jay Cutler on the bench, it looked like he's daydreaming. I and
0: you, we're, know? you know, what do you think about um how Sean now didn't train with Cutler. He uh, went to go train with Brandon Marshall instead. I mean do you think Yeah.
1: This I offense, I'm surprised I mean, by that.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm and I'm really surprised and it worries by me. That it worries me a little that's bit. It's almost
1: like it's almost like a slap to Cutler's face, you know? Yeah, like, you're gonna
0: go train with the guy that you know, because – there is animosity right now with with Marshall and Cutler. I don't know if you've seen Marshall came out with a list of uh, his favorite teammates he played with, and he even threw uh, uh, Chad Pennington on that list, but he didn't throw Cutler. I mean, kind of a kind of a slap in the face. So I I sense is at the last season there's definitely a little animosity with Marshall and, and Cutler. Can you see that?
1: No, I didn't see that, but I could I could I mean I, I'm not surprise, technically. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows if, if Marshall does it to get players under his skin or whatnot. I mean, I could definitely see that aspect, too. But, you know, you, talk, you brought up Chad Pennington, man. I mean, that guy had heart, though. And that guy played his heart out. You know, he wasn't the best quarterback, but he, he gave it his all every time he played. You know, that's, that's what I liked about Chad Pennington. I mean, he had you no, know, he didn't have a deep arm or anything like that. He didn't do anything fancy, but he played his heart out, man. You no, know? you're right. No, he. You're right. He's kind of like a Rich Gannon.
0: Rich Gannon was not the most talented guy in the world, but then he won MVP and you know played with a lot of heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he gutted it out. You know, even even when he's hurt, he was gutting it out. So, um, but no, I, I was really shocked about Alshon Jeffrey not not doing. Um, not not being with Cutler in terms of, of the whole crowd, I mean, skipping it just to go work out with Brandon Marshall, which is just kind of weird to me because technically you guys have a whole new offense, whole new basically scheme, uh, new team. You know, I mean, I know he's already familiar with Cutler, but um, I think seems seems a little odd. I think that's the last there. season, I think Cutler lost some of his teammates in that offense. I think.
0: Maybe he has to regain their trust. I mean,
1: he—I
0: think they lost faith in him last year. He had such a—you know—so so many interceptions, and then he got benched at the end of last year. And well,
1: I mean, Alshon—I mean, Jeffrey had a, had a monster season last year. You
0: know, yeah, Constant he light out. I mean, but I but I think he when I mean, you think he lost some faith in in Cutler. Maybe I don't know. There's there's more to that than people are saying. Um, the only thing Cutler I mean, can do at this point is just you know. But the worst
1: thing you can do fresh. for a wide receiver, I mean, the worst thing you can do as a, being a wide out is, is to put your quarterback, to, is to have any doubts about your quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: agree.
1: Like, he's throwing you the ball. So if you're not, if you guys aren't on the same page, it's, you know, statistical season. I mean, statistically, I mean, you know, Jeffries, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think that he would try to, you know, Gel, you know, as much as you can. I mean, off-season workouts, I know, before training camp starts. I mean, you should be in there getting as many reps with Cutler as you can. And especially yeah. the That's, fact that this is Alshon's first year as a
0: number one receiver. Yeah. I mean, this is, he's the main guy in that, out of yeah. that, with broad receivers now. I mean, you think he'd want you know to get on the same page.
1: Right, right. And not only that, but for also, you know, you guys signed Eddie Royal. Uh, you guys have more Kevin White. White. Uh, you know, new whiteouts, new brand new whiteouts to the to your team. Uh, you would think you'd want them to, you'd, you'd want to be a part of that, you know, that whole whiteout, you know, to their own, their little group, I mean, every time. But, yeah, time was challenging. Let's see what happens. See what happens. All right. Um, before Arnie came on, we were talking about DeMarco Murray. He got ranked as the number four overall player uh, on on NFL.com. But like I was saying, I am nowhere near considering him as the best running back in the NFL. I mean, he's not even in my top five right now. There's, There's nothing against him, but he's only done it for one season. Can't stay healthy, but there's no way he's in my top five either. You think so? Do you. you think they're going by him playing in uh Chip Kelly's offense too? They're expecting big things. I mean You know, see the the thing is there's a lot of there's a lot of mouths to feed in Chip Kelly's offense. You know, they they got the Michael Marin, they got Ryan Matthews, they still have Darren Sproles. There's no way that Darren Sproles is not gonna be part of that offense. Right. I mean you know. And not not everything that he can do catching the ball, I mean I mean especially in open space. I mean that guy just just wreaks havoc on deep and Ryan Matthews is a good back too. Yeah, a bad back. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he's, he's a pretty decent back. He's you know, he's had an issue about about staying healthy as well. Uh and we we've talked about this before, but it's almost it's almost like you know, Chip Kelly paid paid the Marco Murray and Ryan Matthews for one running back. You know what I mean? He basically gave him the two contracts, but he's con- he's almost grouping them as, like, one. So whichever one is playing, if one gets hurt, at least he has a backup. I mean, but still, being number four overall, I mean, I don't agree with that. There's no way. No way. Yeah, In-
0: I don't agree with that, too. And then you said yeah, they have him what, fourth overall. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that's high. That's
1: high. That's high. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Overall. Really yeah. That's really high. high. That's, that is high. They're, I guess they're expecting big things. The, the Eagles, you know, I'm curious to see how Chip Kelly does this year. I mean, I'm curious to see if Sam 40s. Bradford is going to be at the help. Can he stay healthy? You know, there's a lot of question marks on in Philly. And then they, they, they really don't have a, a clear cut number one receiver. I mean, they lost Jeremy Macklin.
1: Yeah. And you they know, got the second year guy. We had the 2nd guy, Jordan Matthews, there. I mean, he played pretty well down the stretch last year. By Cooper still. Yep, and then they, they drafted Nelson Aguilar. And uh, on this
0: day, though, would you say – who would you put – I mean, we can both agree, you
1: know, Giants are third,
0: Washington's fourth. It's between Dallas and Philly right now. I mean, we can agree with this. Um, but right now, on this day, July 9th, uh, who do you think is better of those two teams, Dallas or Philly? I
1: mean, that's,
0: they're probably the two – teams that are gonna be buying for that NFC
1: title. Um I i I got Dallas. I got Dallas. You too. Head. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I I don't think the thing is they might have lost to Marco Murray and, and yeah he he's a great back and everything. But I think that offensive line got better with, with Collins. You know, Leo Collins being there. Um and then they got better. They didn't lose any pieces besides Murray, really. And, and and Joseph Randall is there. I know they picked up the you know Darren McFadden, but I mean Joseph Randall in the limited touches that he had. I mean he had a what he had a six yard you know yards per rush. So he had an average average of six yards per rush. So that's pretty much saying like anybody can run behind that O line. It wasn't just the Marco Murray. You know, right? He might be a little bit better runner or physically more talented than Randall, but you know you, you put a pretty good, decent back back there, and he can – they'll be able to make some – you know, put up some stats behind that whole line. So, And I think with Dallas, I think the bigger issue on offense
0: is not losing to Marco Murray. It's, it's keeping Des Bryan happy at the moment. Um, that's the big concern on offense is what kind of state of mind is he going to be in? Is he going to hold out? I mean, what do you think of that situation? I mean, is Dez Bryant, um, what's going to happen? I, think, I mean, I think he'll play, but,
1: I mean, they're worried about possible holdout. I don't think he's going to hold out. I think I think it'd be stupid for him to hold out. I think it's stupid for any player to hold out. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I, yeah. I know there's a lot of business side that goes into it, and, and they're looking out for themselves in the future, and I get all that. But, but they're hurting themselves you know, like by doing that. They're not hurting the, – you know, they're hurting themselves more.
0: Yeah, away from exactly.
1: Their exactly. Like – I, under, I mean, I, know, I understand that injury risk, if you, you know, if you do happen to get hurt, and, and I know that's always a big issue when, when they hold out because they want to, you know, they want to take care of their future. I mean, I get that. I mean, it, everybody wants to. I mean, I want to secure my future too. And I'm not even a pro football player. But, but I think, I always I, I think they should just play. I mean, it would just be stupid to, to hold out. I mean that that worst case scenario with Dez Bryant, I mean he signs the he signs the franchise tender, you know he plays it out for one year, and then he gets his mega payday. I mean that's pretty much because that's what that's what AJ Green is saying too. Like he doesn't care about the contract. I mean it's, it's his theory, you know. I mean he he's being a professional about it. He's not even worried about it, and this is his last year as well from his rookie season. So. Um, I, I, I like the way fine, A.J. So. Green is handling it better than the he's other guys. Good. Yeah, but I can see Des Bryant's point of view because football is such a rough
0: game. Anytime these guys step in the field, it, it could be career-ending. You never know. And and he's thinking about the security part, and I can see that. I mean, I understand that part, but it's not like baseball, the odds of getting hurt, are, you know, a slimmer. But when it comes down to contact sports like football, and you don't know, you could have a career-ending injury. I mean, look at some of these guys that have had injuries. Over the years, that are never the same, and I can see Des Bryant's point of view where it's not
1: about the money; it's
0: about the security. I understand that. I mean,
1: the the opposite side is, let's say you play under the franchise tender, okay, and then you have a lights out season. Now you now you can control basically what you get paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's also that that reward of doing it that way. Because if, if he has another monster season playing under that tender tag, you know, he he could I mean he could literally be one of the highest paid players. At least one of the highest paid wideouts in the league. I agree with that. We'll have to see. I I, I agree with you. He will play. I don't think he'll hold out. I was staying in the NFC East real quick. I don't
0: know what this whole Washington Redskins scenario, all They might not get public funding now for a new stadium unless they they, they
1: change get rid their of that. I mean, Yeah. Wow! Took little turn in the of Daniel Snyder. I was surprised the federal court system brought that against them. Yeah, I, I was really shocked, I and mean, it, it'll be weird not to have the Redskins. You know, the whole logo It'd just be weird. We know uh, we know Daniel Snyder's been stubborn about changing the name, but at this point, you know, doesn't away funding, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. he doesn't have a public funding. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a choice. At this point and he yeah, doesn't I really agree. have a choice, especially for how bad the damn team is. Yeah, You know? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's, it'll be weird not to be the Redskins.
0: What do you that's... think of this topic, this whole want to change? Do you think? Because, I mean, I've read stories where Native Americans have come out and said, some have said that the name doesn't bother them and all that. And, right, right. And, it, and it's a thing of pride more than, you know, being derogatory. Do what do you what do you take from this? Do you does, do you think uh, we see these names like these teams? Uh, if this happens, do we see teams? All these teams change their names. What about the Atlanta Braves or Cleveland Indians? Right. I mean, do you think eventually it's going to go all across the I board? Mean,
1: now, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound ignorant or arrogant for that mm-hmm. matter. Um, and and obviously it's it has nothing to do with my heritage in terms of offending me. Okay. So in that aspect, I, I, I mean, I can see both sides, but if you're really looking at it in a derogatory way for some mascot, I mean, you might as well just change all professional sports. Right. You know, that's basically what it's going to come down to. Because how can you, yeah, I mean, you know, you're saying like Atlanta Brace, you know, and all that. I mean, even like, you know, Fighting Irish, I mean, isn't that right. derogatory? That uh, right. you know, Irish people. I mean, You're right. same Blackhawks, nice. whatever yep. it is. I mean, it's gonna everybody. Yep. I mean, it's it's more of listen. I don't see. I, it's not so much that they're you. It's, I don't see the derogatory aspect of it. I mean, American Indians were here. You know, it's it's part of their heritage. I think that's. That, it's not a bad thing that we're using you know those those symbols as as professional sports teams I mean that's part of the reason why they have it because of the Native Americans that were here right and, and the majority of them don't it doesn't bother them a majority of them the the names like
0: there was a poll I saw i I believe the Washington Post or someone had it that most of the Native Americans in that. And you know the DC or you know they they don't mind the name Redskins. It's it's not they don't they they like we said it feels like it's a sense of pride and and um, but I think like eventually it's gonna this issue is just gonna keep being, you
1: know, forced and forced, and eventually it's just gonna have to be changed because it's not gonna go away. Well, I can't imagine the Redskins having to change and not the Braves or the Blackhawks. You
0: know.
1: Oh uh, yeah, you know, like, I games. mean I can't can't imagine that. I mean, how how is that even gonna work? Yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> and
0: yeah, all these teams, like yeah, Cleveland Indians. I mean, all these. And then I mean,
1: look at look at all the college teams. You all know, the I mean? State Seminoles. Yep. I mean, you're you're gonna get nitty and gritty, and everything's gonna change in terms of all professional sports, whether it's it's a big four, whether it's you know, uh, you know, soccer or whatever it is. I mean, across teams, you know. It's it's all over the place. And I just I I don't wanna say that that it that it's not right or wrong, but I think it's there's people that like to nitpick at it. Right. You know. You no, know, uh, I and no no offense,
0: there's, there's worse things going on in the world right now than to worry about what a team's name
1: is. I mean <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. There's more things to be worrying about right now than what a uh, sports team is called, you know? Right.
1: I mean, you know, I mean, times are changing, you know, and I think it's always people just want to fight for their own personal opinion, it seems like. I mean, the whole, same thing with the whole gay gay marriage right now, you know, got passed by all 50 states, great. Personally, do I believe in gay marriage? No. But it doesn't mean that I, I I still have respect for people, even if they're gay or lesbian or whatever it is, it's just right. mutual respect as a human being. So I believe in it? No, I don't. Uh not because I'm Christian or religious, it's just my personal belief that it it is what it is, you know. Right. But you know, it's not like I'm gonna I'm I'm against people against no, I people. Agree. I'm yeah. not yeah. saying you know, oh, you guys shouldn't be able to marry. You know, that's the same thing. But, I don't know. Right. It's always it's a never-ending issue, really. Because cause in this day and age, you're, you're always going to offend someone. Right. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Like with that. You know. it's, it's like you're always going to offend somebody. You know, can make can't everybody make,
0: happy.
1: Exactly. You cannot make everybody happy. And not everybody's going to like you. And, no, and you're not going to like everybody. It's just the way the world works. But you can respect other people and, and their opinions or their views, whatever it is. That's the big issue, I think. But, you know, It's is, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree with that. But, um, that'll come to the top of the hour, man. it will the end of our show for the night. Um, I want to thank Arnie Stapleton again for coming on. I remember, you're listening right. to the Good dying Talk coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Check us out on our website at com. or our Facebook page and Twitter handle. My co-host, Simon, DJ, last for the night.
0: Awesome show tonight. I mean, glad to have Arnie on. Always a great guest. And uh, we'll, we'll be back to do this again next week.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Same time and place.